Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Fabian Oil, a family-owned and operated business that offers heating oil and propane delivery services and repairs. Fabian has been serving central and northern Maine with propane and oil for over 30 years. As a local Maine business, they cherish the relationships they have formed by serving the people of their communities. In 2019, Fabian entered the southern Maine region with a heating oil acquisition, and they have recently brought propane to the market. They are aggressive and would love to be your supplier. Give them a call at 207-793-2044 or visit fabianoil.com. In this episode, we'll be talking with Lauren Cariotis and Valerie Figali from NextGen Fitness Center in Scarborough. Lauren is a personal trainer and a front desk supervisor at NextGen and a welcoming face to all. She's a certified personal trainer by the National Academy of Sports Medicine and graduated with a BS in exercise science from LaSalle University. Lauren is a natural helper and being able to motivate and inspire others on a journey to finding new levels of fitness is her goal. Valerie is a certified holistic health coach and certified in holistic nutrition. She's also worked for almost 10 years as a doctor of physical therapy. However, over time working in the health field, she has recognized a huge gap in the healthcare model, that being nutrition and lifestyle coaching. She now takes on health coaching clients to improve their diet, help them manage their stress, and guide them to finding purpose in their everyday life. So welcome to the show, Lauren and Valerie. Thanks yes, for joining welcome. us. welcome. Thanks for coming. So excited to you. be here. Yeah, thank you guys both for having us on. Happy New Year. I'm so excited about this episode because, you know, it's, you know, it's starting off the new year and people are, you know, really focused um, this time of year on their health and wellness. And so it's really great to have you guys on here and to really uh, give people some ideas uh, starting off the new year, what they can do um, on their fitness journey. So, you know, one of, one of the questions I had is, what would be some general advice uh, that you would give someone starting out on their fitness journey? Yeah. So my biggest starting point is always starting small and then mm-hmm. building up. Mm. And so honestly, very simply, I like to start with water, sleep, and walking slash movement. Hmm. Um, those are very essential to our health and people will very easily underestimate those things. Mm. So getting those down and then building up mm-hmm. from there, once you can achieve you know, the right amount of water intake hours of sleep and just moving about 30 minutes each day, you know, incorporating an extra workout or going to the gym, um, adding Mm -hmm. that into your routine is really where I like to start with most people, especially if you've never been in the gym atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially just starting on that fitness journey, getting there is the first thing, uh, getting Mm -hmm. those things down and then joining a gym if you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of hard with the pandemic right now, but procedures are in place. And at our gym, we actually do a free consultation with every new Mm -hmm. member. And so Mm -hmm. that's where you get to meet with a personal trainer and really establish what you're wanting to achieve. And that's also obviously a great starting point. If you have no idea what you're doing, you know, helps you get a little Mm -hmm. bit more comfortable, helps you get started off on the right foot and maybe not feel so intimidated. But yeah, 
That's great. That's great. Yeah, and that just sounds. I mean, those, that's that's great. Water, sleep, walking. Mm-hmm. It yeah. sounds simple enough that you know I I could even do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I just want to let you know because Kim was so excited for this that actually as she was saying hello to you, she was she was doing a little clap here. <laughs> and, amazing. And she had us up at like five a.m. this morning, out running a five. No, uh, I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 that would set but, you off on a good foot. But that's good. I mean, it's just it, it you don't get overwhelmed that way. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that simplicity. And how do you one of the questions I have is how do you determine like, for instance, the water intake piece? How does that typically how do you determine something like that? How much water you should be drinking a day? So, yeah, when it comes to water intake, one of the general suggestions is to have half of your body weight in ounces. So, you know, if you weigh 120 pounds, you'd have 60 ounces of water a day. You know, that's a really general advice. So if someone who's mm-hmm. very overweight, of course, can't keep up with that intake. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's also the general eight ounces a day as well, eight glasses of water a day, which is a great place to start. Some people don't need quite that much and some people can certainly have more, but Mm -hmm. water helps with so many things. We can't function without adequate water intake. So it helps us with weight loss. It helps us with uh, brain clarity and mental clarity. So Mm. it's certainly something that we should um, take into consideration. And when we're having any sort of sugar craving, start Mm. with water because oftentimes Mm. it's a sign of dehydration. So Getting that water in, you know, being hydrated throughout the day can really set you up for success. One question I have, and because I, I swore I would not join the seltzer revolution, I, but somehow now here I am. And is it okay? Is seltzer kind of count towards that? Or is it just, you know, flat, regular water that you're really looking for in those ounces? No, seltzer can count towards that. You know, regular water, of course, is going to be your best thing to have. However, Mm -hmm. if you're having seltzer water, especially if it's just plain seltzer water and you're putting your Mm -hmm. own flavorings in it. So if you have a lemon or lime that you're squeezing into it, um, that can be Mm -hmm. great for you. But if you're buying stuff that has added sugars, especially artificial sweeteners that can be, Mm -hmm. you know, detrimental to your health. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, weigh the pros and the cons. If you're someone who just doesn't like plain water and has a really hard time getting it in, having Mm -hmm. some of that seltzer water with, you know, some light flavoring or your own flavoring even better can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's good. Good to know. So Valerie, what would you say is your general advice that you would give someone just starting out on their fitness journey? Yeah. So I would ditto Lauren, everything she said, and definitely starting small is one of the big things I always say as well. You know, pick a 20 minute workout. You don't need to set a 45 minute time limit or feel like an hour is Mm -hmm. what you need to get a good workout in. 20 minutes of, you know, a good intensity workout can be plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also set a schedule. So every mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6am, I'm going to do a 20 minute workout and having that schedule and sticking to it can be really mm-hmm. crucial for, you know, building a routine to success. And then mm-hmm. also start with something you enjoy. So if you hate running, don't start with running, right? Cause right. then you're going to be discouraged. So mm-hmm. really start with something that you like to do and, keep with Mm -hmm. it. If you like to go biking, if you like to swim, do yoga, dance, you know, pick something that you are going to enjoy and get excited about participating in. That's great. Yeah. That's solid. I'm, that's why I'm going to, I'm going to start dancing. There you go. Yeah. I I love it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you never dance. I know. I was, that's yeah. the reason I was always in a band is so that I wouldn't have to dance. <laughs> well, we have so, Zumba at the gym if you want to come join. There you go, Tom. Oh, no, 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 no. If, if I'm going to do that. Nobody wants to see that. It's I, it, There would be a peeping Tom outside. They'd break in and pull the blinds down. <laughs> I, nobody needs to see that. Nobody no. needs to see that. <laughs> Source of entertainment right. is always good. That was yes. that was far too much confession for this morning. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to the questions. Uh, so, uh, Lauren, my, when you're working with somebody just starting out, or even someone who who is kind of maybe intermediate, uh, you know, has has been to the gym before and all that, how do you help people with motivation and focus when it comes to their fitness goals? Yeah, so that is obviously a huge, huge part of continuing with what you're doing. So, I mean, like I said, the first part is getting there and now it's the part of sticking to it. And I mean, Valerie just touched on this, which is, you know, finding something that you really enjoy. And even deeper than that, it's, I like to identify your why. So why is it that you want to lose this weight? Why is it that you want to be healthier? So just kind of digging in. And Mm -hmm. sometimes this can be even getting vulnerable with people, but ultimately Mm -hmm. that's going to find what fuels them. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also writing that down just so that Mm -hmm. you're seeing, you know, why really do I want to lose this weight? Is it because I just want to get healthier? Is it because I just, I want to hit this goal, but why do you want to hit that goal? And just having that accountability is important. Mm -hmm. So like I said, that writing it down and looking at it every day Mm -hmm. is going to Mm -hmm. keep you motivated in that goal. But yeah, so I'm essentially just kind of other people's accountability and that reminder sometimes that as you routinely do something, the easier it becomes. And that's also with anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the more you wake up at 5am, the easier it's going to get. It's the same with working Mm -hmm. out and maybe you're, it's just getting in that 30 minutes of walking, but the more you Mm -hmm. do it every day, the easier it's going to get. So it's just being that reminder that, you know, it's not easy to start. Nothing's ever really that easy to start. And if it is, maybe that means Mm -hmm. you need to bump it up a bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so with the motivation piece, it's, it's really just intrinsically looking into yourself and realizing why you want to achieve Mm -hmm. these things. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's really, yeah, that's that's makes, makes sense. Yeah, it, it totally does. So my question for you, Valerie, is what do you feel are the most important aspects of building a healthy lifestyle? So I believe in the six pillars of health, and they're all equally as important as the next because they really feed into each other. Um, Mm -hmm. So to be in good health is way more than just what your blood work shows or how you look, although people do get so wrapped up in those numbers and the aesthetics. But of course, nutrition and exercise are certainly two of those six pillars, a clean and well-balanced diet is crucial. You know, getting the right amount of exercise in, especially strength training where you're building skeletal muscle that has a profound effect on bone density, weight management, hormone balance, and really so much more that all reduce the effects of aging and promote good health in general. Mm -hmm. But more than that, stress management. So we can't Mm -hmm. eliminate stress nor would mm-hmm. we really want to, but we can help to balance stress and turn this into something that really works in our favor. Mm-hmm. So finding ways to manage our stress and reframe our outlook on stress is important. And then sleep, you know, Lauren touched briefly on sleep, just 
it is so crucial. You know, our body needs that recovery time. This is when we release human growth hormone and that repair and rebuilding happens. So not all sleep is created equal. The quality really does matter. And there are so many simple things that we can do to improve our sleep. So we can reduce our screen time. We can use blue light blockers if we're working on the computer late into the afternoon. We can get exposure to natural sunlight early in the morning to set our circadian clock and so much more. Um, so sleep really is is crucial. Human connection is probably the most important pillar of health. Um, that's really what makes us human. Mm-hmm. So that positive social interaction is essential to a healthy, healthy and happy life. And believe it or not, it even increases the or improves the biodiversity of our gut. So every time you hug somebody, you're trading mm. bugs, right? So healthy <laughs> bugs. So even mm. they say like people who travel a lot have a really diverse gut microbiome because they've been exposed to so many different things. And that improves mm-hmm. their immunity. It improves their ability to um, maintain a healthy weight and and so much more. Um, and then the last pillar would be purpose. So, you know, Lauren, again, kind of touched upon this in, in terms of like what motivates people, but what's your purpose? What drives you? What motivates you? And how can you really tap into that? And um, finding out what that is, what your purpose in life is, is kind of the key to a healthy lifestyle. I love wow. that. I just, I, I love everything you said. But what I'm going to use is I'm going to tell my daughter she has to give me more hugs so like she can have healthy bugs. <laughs> it, yep. Can you tell we have a teenager? Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, I have little babies and they talk so much about skin to skin time, right? As a new mother. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you first have a child that it's really important to have, you know, the child naked and have them on your bare chest to trade bugs so that they create this mm-hmm. healthy microbiome that really sustains them throughout their entire life. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. I've never, I've never thought of it or heard it put that way. You know, mm. yeah. So, I feel just like I've just learned so much in that last minute. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is help. really the reason why we do this podcast is we're just trying to smarten your, ourselves we're up. Trying to become for smarter. your own benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, other people take something away from it, but we're really—it it is kind of selfish. I, I'll admit. These are questions that you want to know. <laughs> Yeah, 20, 23 episodes in, we finally, we might as well let the cat out of the bag. That's <laughs> what it's all about. Uh, so Lauren, I have a question for you. And uh, I mean, it's kind of, kind of funny, but also I, I, I have a, I've always felt like you can learn something from anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if, and especially if sometimes it's the, it's what not to do. Uh, so what are some of the mistakes or the biggest mistakes you've seen in, in people's fitness journey or just in how they approach fitness and, and how can other people avoid those? Yeah. So you're so right. Um, just about learning from others. And I mean, I've, I've definitely been there as well. I've made those mistakes, but so it all goes back to that starting small. So very often people will start with these big goals or like put too much pressure and expectations on themselves. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bench press this much, or I'm going to work out six days a week when they've very recently worked out zero days a week. Um, (laughs) And it's just being realistic. That's, that's the biggest mistake is people become unrealistic and they just want to kind of be at the goal immediately. And just reminding Mm -hmm. yourself that results take time, progress Mm -hmm. takes time, and it's never going to be a linear journey. It's always going to be up, down and everywhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just don't put too much pressure on yourself. Really. It's kind of (laughs) simple. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been I've been guilty of that before and thinking, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then a week later, I'm like, oh, I was supposed to like be at the gym. And <laughs> right. I'm not. Right. And that can be kind of um, not embarrassing. It's not the right word, but just like defeating being like, oh, well, I yeah. didn't do it now. Yeah. So, you know, why yeah. would I try it again? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in terms of like just starting off, I mean, obviously after we, after you kind of get through those, the three basics, the the sleep, the water and just basic movement, I mean, do you kind of encourage people to start off like, Hey, just one day a week or three or three days a week? I mean, is there kind of a, or does it depend on the individual? Right. It will, it will kind of depend on the individual and their own schedule. Um, and that's the other key mm. piece of writing it down. And like Valerie said, having a plan. So, you know, seeing what days you can come to the gym, adding that in mm. when you can, but you know, if it mm. is just that walk once a day, that's totally mm. cool with starting there and then adding one workout a week and just building up. Cause once you, once you find the time and you start liking it, you're going to start prioritizing it. Um, so it becomes yes. a little bit easier. Yeah. That's uh, that is true. Like as as soon as it becomes either fun or not a drag, it becomes a little bit easier to say, "Oh, let me put that on the schedule." Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so guilty of that. I I think for the last month I've said, "I'm going to hop on the treadmill and I'm going to do it five days, five days this week." <laughs> I think I've done it twice in the last month. Yeah. It's just I set I, I that's what I do is I set these big lofty goals. I don't keep it small. And then you do. You feel defeated. It's just it's so true. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I need to start okay, after today. Oh I'm boy. Oh, Kim. <laughs> Kim, come on. Come on now. Let's let's not start publicizing these things. Just... I know. Now you really put the pressure on yourself. Right. Everybody yes. listening yes. is gonna help like, you do it. That's that's like against everything that Lauren and Valerie just kind of said. <laughs> I thought we were smartening up, and we're not. We're gonna start small. I'm gonna. St- okay, we let's. We'll we'll talk about we're this after off air. Yes. How about that? Yes. <laughs> we'll have this discussion later. Valerie, what are some of the ways we can all change the way we eat to improve our health? So yeah, we can all do a little bit better, right? Um, no matter what our diet looks like, but mm-hmm. really starting to focus on whole foods would be where I start with most people. So mm-hmm. what I mean by this is, what does your food look like in nature? People, you know, start calorie counting and when they want to improve their diet, and it's really not about the amount of calories you take in. It's about the quality of the calories that you take in. So this really makes the biggest impact on our ability to manage our weight. So if we're just thinking, you know, calories were first discovered when they, you know, burned a piece of food and it, however long it took to burn it is how many calories were in that food, right? Our body is not an inferno. It, that completely ignores the complexity of the human body. And it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, things to keep in mind are, are whatever you put into your body are the building blocks that you are giving your body to rebuild and mm-hmm. um, to flourish. So a balanced mm-hmm. meal would be comprised of clean protein, healthy fats, and fibrous carbohydrates. So yes, a grass-fed burger is much better than a grain-fed burger. And it's mm-hmm. the same for the animals. You know, they are what they eat just like we are what we eat. Mm-hmm. So a grass-fed burger has been shown to have up to five times the omega-3 fatty acids, which are so good for us, compared to a grain-fed burger. Hmm. Um, so we want to go for quality in our meats, in our vegetables, you know, everywhere. And then you also want to think about 
common sense. So when you're looking at a package and it says heart healthy or it says all natural, those are marketing scams. So mm-hmm. those don't have any backing behind them. They don't have any restrictions or regulations behind them. You can go ahead and put that right back on the shelf. Now, a cucumber, a sweet potato or an apple doesn't need to have a label. We already know that it's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the things that we want to try to gear ourselves toward. You know, stay to the perimeter of the store. That's where you're going to find your produce, your your meats and your proteins, and then you know some of some of your dairy, which we can argue is good or bad. But that's where you want to stick is that perimeter of the store, and try not to go down too many of those inner aisles because those mm-hmm. are the packaged foods that tend to be detrimental to our health. So really mm-hmm. simplifying the food we eat and balancing mm-hmm. our meals. That's good. That makes sense. I'm not saying anything because I'm so guilty of going up and down those aisles. I just, I got, I got nothing to say. Are you in every aisler? Do you have to go down every aisle? Yes, he does. Oh, okay. One of those. I, okay, I'm in every aisler yeah. and I, I actually categorize my shopping list and I, I do aisle. it in the order of the store. It's quite frightening, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I'm that guy. So. <laughs> Temptation is everywhere for you then. How has yes. this turned into Todd's confession episode? Wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to edit all this out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Hey, that's all real right. life, though. That's what people are really dealing the, with, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, I've, I like to feel that, you know, if I can't be the after, at least I can be the before picture, you know? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, like, food and sugar is an addiction, right? It, it's so mm. addictive. Sugar is so addictive. They've shown that it's more addictive than cocaine. So, you know, if you're going to tell a drug addict, like, oh, you can have, you know, some of that on Saturday, but you can't have it the rest of the week. Does that work? No, it doesn't. Right. That doesn't really that doesn't really work. And it's the same thing with sugar. It's not only is it socially accepted, but it's promoted. People give you the guilt trip if you won't eat their brownies. Right. So it's so hard to kind of break the habit and break the addiction with, you know, processed packaged foods that's all loaded with sugar because it's a true addiction. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not all about willpower. It really is about like strategy and accountability. And that's oftentimes why people need to meet with somebody for a while to really just hold them accountable and talk about it, to really talk it out and try to learn some new strategies because it's not just common sense. There's so much more than that. Mm, yeah, that's good. And one thing I've one thing I found out is uh, several years ago I was diagnosed with celiac, so mm. now totally gluten free. And people are like, oh, you must eat so healthy. I'm like, oh no, you can no, you can eat you like can junk gluten free yeah. too. Yeah, Don't, trust yeah. me, it can actually be yeah. it can be even worse because most of that doesn't have any fiber in it, not yeah. one lick. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's right. it's, yeah. it's you know you can. If you try hard enough, you can eat like junk no oh, matter yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. So many of the yep. processed, so many of the gluten-free products, they're just processed corn and processed soy, which is in fact worse for you than yeah. you know, gluten, unless of course you have celiac. So mm. yeah, it's like you really gotta be careful with that stuff. Anything right. that's labeled gluten-free, like really read into it. What am I actually what am I actually eating here? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I it's it's frightening. Yeah. I try not to think about it sometimes. <laughs> actually most of the time. Uh, but actually this kind of leads into another question that for for both of you, uh, how can we how can we or you know Kim or and I or or any listener start building habits related to a healthy lifestyle? So change you know change is obviously hard, and most people are really resistant to change, even if they know that it's something they should do and it's going to lead to you know their benefit. 
But I always tell people, again, like start small and take the plane analogy, for example. So if we set the trajectory of a plane by just one degree at takeoff, it's going to land in a completely different spot 600 miles from here. Now, it's the same thing mm-hmm. with us. So if we just make a few small changes today, mm-hmm. that's going to create a completely different life for us a year from now. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, routine, like we talked about, is super important in building new habits and you can start to incorporate that new habit or that new routine into something you already do. So it's called like habit stacking. So for example, you brush your teeth every morning, right? It's already ingrained Mm -hmm. in you. It's something we do every day. If there's something else like meditation or taking your vitamins or whatever it is you want to do, stack it onto that so that immediately after you brush your teeth, you meditate for five minutes or you take your supplements. And that's a great way to start to incorporate a new habit. I like that habit stacking. I've never mm-hmm. heard that. Yeah, I lo- yeah. I love that too. I've actually never thought of it in that way. It totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Because, like I was saying, I have kind of a similar answer. I mean, that starting small and then building off of it, and then being specific and having that plan. Like we've said, I feel like we're getting a little repetitive here, but you know, having that plan and having that routine every day is obviously going to help. And then mm. also that accountability. So. Valerie was saying it in her last answer, but also just having someone to talk it through or just kind of knowing Mm -hmm. that, you know, someone else is kind of watching is going to help you build those habits as well. While it Mm -hmm. should be a goal for yourself, sometimes just having someone else around or like know that Mm -hmm. they're involved and know what you want to achieve is just going to help as well. Mm. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you, would you say, you know, kind of like gamifying things or, or, or I don't know, make, making it a game for yourself. Does that help at all? Do you think, or is it, it's just, uh, it, it's kind of just another form of, <laughs> of habit stacking and, and, and things like that. Like it's just another way of doing it. I think it can help. I think especially like doing a checklist, you know, any people love checklists. People love to like knock things off. So if you want to do it in like game form and make it fun, that's why people who have like a Fitbit are so successful with that mm-hmm. or a Peloton mm-hmm. because they're kind of competing with mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, if you can kind of make it, make it fun, it'll just checking that box for a game or some sort of accountability thing can really keep you on track. Cool. That's great. So what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in the past year or the past couple years? Ooh, that is, that is a fun one. Um, and Mm -hmm. I kind of, it, it's really just having patience and grace with yourself through, Mm through your goals. Um, that same thing mm-hmm. as what I've said is just, it's not linear. It's not ever going to be one straight clear line and it's not going to be picture mm-hmm. perfect. So just understanding that is, mm-hmm. is probably the biggest lesson that I've learned, especially in this last year, you know, with the mm-hmm. pandemic and home workouts and, you know, my workplace kind of closing down in that sense is that you just have to give yourself that patience and grace while change is occurring. Mm-hmm. That's yep. great. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about for you, Valerie? Yeah, you know, life has been an interesting uh, journey for me over the past few years. So I think what I've learned is that it's it's hard. Life is really hard, but if you really look close enough and you stay grounded, you'll really be able to see the beauty and the joy and the value in each of those lessons. So mm. you know, some of my best moments and my best attributes have come from grief in times of hardship. Um, so if you allow yourself to just kind of stay humble and pivot when things don't go your way, your eyes will be open to, you know, much more satisfying life. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Right on. I absolutely agree. I think for us, I mean, I think it's been hard for everyone in this past year. I know that in this past year, I've actually had to 
I've grown dramatically in just the knowledge and learning of learning new things Mm -hmm. um, because you've had to pivot. And so it's just even though it's been a hard year, it's been a year of growth, Mm -hmm. Mm. I think, um, because, you know, you you can decide to embrace that or not embrace it. Absolutely. Um, And I totally agree. I I think that's really uh, a great mindset and a great way to look at it is to be able to um, to be flexible and to see, you know, to see that silver lining, even in the hard stuff. Mm. Yeah, I love how you said, you know, you you decide it really is your decision. You know, how are you going to spin this? How are you going to change things so that things Mm -hmm. work and everything works in your favor? (laughs) Right. And yeah, if you can look at it in that way as all personal growth, even if things, you know, didn't go as expected, then yeah, you win no matter what. It's a win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. So another question for for both of you ladies, who or what inspires you? Ooh. So with that, honestly, it's other people. So with being a personal trainer, just getting to know other people and getting to know their stories and learning their why, I usually get to learn a lot about that that piece you were just talking about and how what people have gone through and how, you know, how it's affected them and just understanding where they're at and where they want to be and how they're going to overcome that or what they've already overcome is what inspires me. Um, mm. it's it's really cool that people seek others. And I'm very grateful that I get to be one of those people. And mm. yeah, ultimately it's, I, I get inspired by hearing other people's stories and being able to be a part of their success plan is really, really awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. That's, I think that's why we, you know, we started this, even started this podcast because we get to hear other people's stories mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. every time we do one, you know, I, I believe inspired, but um, how would you answer that, Valerie? Yeah, so similar to Lauren, I'm always inspired by just regular people who have gone through some hard times themselves, and they've been able to be something great and give back to their community as a whole. So, you know, a few people that inspire me would be like Sean Stevenson or Vani Hari. If you really listen to their stories, they're in the health space too. So, you know, I listen mm-hmm. to them all the time, and um, it's really impactful of how they how they came to be and what they started with and the large number of people that they're now able to reach and Mm. change their lives too. So Mm -hmm. that's Mm. always super inspiring for me. The ceiling is really only as high as we set it. And that's shown time and time again. Um, But sometimes we need that, you know, external motivation or that, that person that we look to to say, Oh, well, how did they do it? You know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so, that's so true. Well, I know that we, uh, we've taken up some, some of your time today, so we really appreciate you joining yes. us here on the podcast. Uh, Valerie, Lauren, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day and talking with us and, mm-hmm. and really just giving out a lot of knowledge to people Absolutely. that uh, I think is going to be very inspiring, very helpful for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, just thank you so much for, for yes, taking that time out so and, and for sharing with us. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you, guys. That was great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and we'll be sure that we put all the contact information and, and people can get a hold of you uh, either by calling or going to NextGen 
and, and setting up a, a consultation with you, I imagine. Is that is that how it works? Yeah, can do it that yep. way. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. And so we'll have all that information in the show notes for people to call or, or visit online or and, and uh, social media links and all of that. So be sure to get in touch and uh, and to uh, to reach out to two really great people who can help you on your fitness journey. So thank you again awesome. and have a fantastic day. Awesome. Thanks thank again. you so much, Todd and Kim. You as well. Thank you again to our sponsor, Fabian Oil. Be sure to contact them for all your propane and heating oil needs using the information in the show notes. And thank you for listening.